The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. my friends out there in listening land. This is your host, Vincent Jenner, and I am just excited to be celebrating St. Patty's Day today. Yes, and I wish you all the best on St. Patty's Day. Oh, go kiss the Blarney Stone or whatever you like to kiss these days. Some people are kissing Blarney Stones and some people are kissing ass, but that's okay. Whatever turns you on on this glorious, clean, green day here, I am coming to you live from the Raleigh area of Northern Ireland, Carolina. Yes, and I am your Italian host here, Vincent. There is no other Irish name than Vincent O'Jenna. Yes, this is me coming to you live. And we're going to be talking about St. Patrick's Day today. And with my absolutely horrid Irish brogue. But that's okay. I used to be an actor. And certainly I did some dialect back in the old days. Yes, but I've gotten quite rusty. Well, yes. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone out there. We are certainly going to be having a very fun show today. I can promise you that. Because we're going to get into the history of St. Patrick's Day and the real purpose of it versus the old purpose of it. And we're going to also be talking about traditions. And we're going to be talking about rituals and customs that get passed down from generation to generation and are they beneficial or are they detrimental to our spiritual growth we'll talk further about that before we get into this day this talk i just want to let everybody know please join me next week as well because I will be making spirit connections for anyone who's here. If you're not here, I cannot make a spirit connection with you. And what I mean by that, I will connect with a deceased loved one, someone that you want to be able to say hello to, someone that you've been missing, somebody who has recently passed on. Unfortunately, we have had many recent deaths. I had a gallery reading last night, and there were several people on there who had recently lost, and uh, it was wonderful because the spirits were right there, ready and waiting for me to just make that connection. So next week, come and join me here. You don't have to do a lot of talking at all. Call in and just tell me who it is you would like to connect with, and I will make a connection for you, please. Um, If it's impossible for you to be here and call in, please write me at info at vincentjenna.com. 
vincentgenet.com. That's info at vincentgenet.com. And leave a note for me and tell me who it is you would like me to connect with. And I'll make that connection. But if you're not going to be on the call, then obviously you won't be able to validate things for me. I'm just going to try to connect as best as possible. So either write me or better yet, call in and that's next week. But let's talk about this week. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Before we talk about this week, we've got one more week after that because there are five Wednesdays in March. My goodness. The next week, I am going to be taking you on a past life journey. That's right. A past life regression. Certainly you can experience that with my meditation CD series, Seven Journeys for Your Soul, guided meditations to the music and words of spirit. Uh, there is a past life regression on that, but I am going to be doing a different one the last Wednesday of the month and taking you back to a place where you need to see something that will help you in this lifetime. That's why I do past life regressions to start with, to help you with an issue, something that is stuck or blocked, uh, something that keeps getting repeated that you can stop having repeated once you see it. And that'll be the last Wednesday of this month. So now that we got the business out of the way, let's get back to good old Ireland and St. Patrick. You know, we celebrate these things. We celebrate these things, these holidays, these traditions, without even knowing why, without even knowing the details even of the holiday itself and how the tradition starts. And that has always led me to wonder What's the purpose of the traditions? Are we really are we really using these traditions the right way? Are we paying attention or have we gotten so bogged down in in life and in the mundaneness of it and the worries of it that we've transformed these traditions to take away from the true meaning the, tr the true reason why we were inspired to create them and come up with some other altered reason. Yes, yeah, so today, today, the major reason why everybody celebrates St. Patty's Day is so that they can drink green beer, basically, right? When did that tradition start? Ooh, green beer. How can that be good? But everybody's going to drink it. I just had a gulp of some green beer called Starbucks. And these traditions become so diluted with, with different things that we do. For example, here's a tradition for today. I'm going to talk about today specifically, since it is St. Patrick's Day. The tradition of eating corned beef and cabbage, do you know that that has absolutely nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day? A matter of fact, in Ireland, they never ate corned beef and cabbage. Nope, nope. That's an American, Americanized custom. They ate beef 
brisket, regular brisket, regular beef, and potatoes. That was the staple in Ireland. And it wasn't any different on the day of the celebration. We made it different over here. We wanted to, and everybody has to go out and get corned beef. Do you know the business of selling corned beefs are unbelievable? And, and sometimes they're so difficult to get during the year that people stock up on them one, two, three. I know we've done that. Go out to Costco, Sam's Club, BJ's, get your big giant briskets. They're wonderful there. I love, I love corned beef. I love corned beef. Matter of fact, we're having corned beef at my daughter and son-in-law's tonight. They're cooking it for us for a change. We've always made it for them. Yes, corned beef and cabbage. Oh, please. I hate cabbage. So I don't know where cabbage got stuck in. I just, I'd like corned beef and potatoes, but I don't know where the cabbage came in from. It had nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day. A matter of fact, the story of St. Patrick is very interesting. And it is so interesting that it's lost its complete meaning in the way we celebrate. Yes, it's all about parades, which there's no parade going down Fifth Avenue today. That's even hysterical on how the parade started. So once we started to celebrate St. Patrick's Day over here, one time, a group of businessmen, about five or six, not many, decided during lunchtime they were going to walk down the street together to go to the nearest pub to have some beers for St. Patrick's Day. And there was marked your first St. Patrick's Day Parade. Yes, it was. And the next year, more people joined in. It was mostly men. And the next year, it got bigger and bigger until finally it moved to the middle of the street with marching bands, with bagpipes and kilts, and a lot of green. That's how the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York evolved from a group of men walking down the street together. By that note, there should be a parade every day. Have you ever been on the streets of Manhattan during the day? There are always groups of people, and I can assure you this, it's more than five or six, and if you get caught in that crowd going down the street, whether you want to go down the street or not, you're going down that street because there's no way of getting out of that crowd. You're crossing it too if they cross. So they have a parade every single day over there based on that. Well, that's how the parade started. Oh, you'll love the green and the shamrock. First of all, there is no such thing as a shamrock. That was a created word to attach to a clover. It was clover. We will come to that in a moment, but let's go back to the beginning, to the beginnings. It wasn't, Patrick wasn't even his name. He was born in England and was growing up in England. And when he was an older teenager, he was captured and brought to Ireland, Ireland as a slave, as a slave to tend to sheep flocks 
That's what they used to do. They had slavery over in Ireland, and they used to go to all different lands and steal the poor or those who could not defend themselves, of course, the young. And Patrick was taken away and enslaved in Ireland. And he worked there in Ireland, I think it was about six years of his life, he was a slave, until one morning he woke up to voices talking to him. And the voices said, your ship is ready. Your ship is ready. And that happened two nights. Unlike Joseph Smith, who woke up hearing, there is another Bible, and it's under the tree in your backyard. But maybe something similar to that, a voice. Hey, you know, us mediums, we hear voices too, so you never know. But Patrick woke up, and whatever the case may be, he heard these voices telling him that there was a ship ready for him. And to him, that meant he it was time for him to escape his slavery, which is what he did. And he got on a ship that brought him back to his homeland in England. And at that point and stage there of his life, he had seen the ills of slavery, not only for men and children, but for women. Women were enslaved in Ireland as well. That's right, ladies. So when you're out there celebrating with your Irish husband or partner, just remember the bastard had you enslaved or one of his ancestors did a long time ago back in Ireland. And so Patrick then decided he had a calling. And so he became a priest. He became a priest and started doing work. But he had a long time mission of freeing the slaves in Ireland. So after becoming a priest, he went back to Ireland. No, he did not rid Ireland of snakes because after the great ice period, there were no longer any snakes in Ireland. None, zero. Snake life is not conducive to the environment of Ireland. That was a myth that was just attached to him. As with so many other myths that are attached to traditions, like I said, we create these things. Yes, they liked Patrick because what he did from the moment he landed back in Ireland, he was an advocate for abolishing slavery. And though during his lifetime he did not get that done, soon after his death, slavery was abolished in Ireland. And as with so many figures in our lives, it's after one is dead that they become famous. He became a bishop while he was there. He also one day in talking to his parishioners, picked up a three-leaf clover from the ground, which there was plenty of clovers over in Ireland. You look down today, it's a weed. You can find it in your backyard, and every so often you'll find a four-leaf clover. 
rich people think are luck. And he picked up that three-leaf clover, and in an attempt to explain the triune to his parishioners, he said, like this clover, each of the three leaves are joined together the same as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So this clover then became a symbol of Christianity in Ireland, which, by the way, he also brought over to Ireland. He started baptizing people and, his, and created a missionary to convert pagans that were in Ireland at the time to Christians. So Christianity became very strong in Ireland as we know it, and it divided into Catholicism and Protestants, which then began to fight each other, which is ridiculous, because if you're a Christian religion, Christianity was about love and compassion and getting along. But yeah, we just use it any old way. And so they fought each other. But yes, he is responsible for bringing Christianity and abolishing slavery. Now, the interesting thing is during that time, there were no proper rituals. There was no such thing as canonization to make a person a saint. The Pope was not involved at that time in making a saint. So no one is quite sure how he began to have the title of sainthood, but they are assuming that some other bishop in the area said that Patrick had done such great work, which is when his name changed. All my Christian and Catholic friends out there, I remember when I um, had my confirmation, and I believe that's also the same time as uh, the Jewish rituals of bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs at 13 years old, somewhere around that time. I, I don't recall specifically. But when you are confirmed, you are given or you're supposed to take on someone in the family whose name is meaningful to you, and that becomes your confirmed name. I took on the name of a favorite uncle of mine, Thomas. So my confirmation name is Thomas. And somehow, some way, once Patrick... And I honestly, I don't remember what his, it, it was an unusual name that he had to start with, his real name, his birth name, took on that name, and it was given to him of Patrick from that day forward, and that they decided that he was now a saint. There was still no formal canonization of him. And so the clover people started to wear in their lapels to, to, to almost like wearing the cross, to profess their Christian faith. And because the clover is green, they took on the color green and started wearing green clothes. And March 17th is the day that Patrick died. And so it even became a holy day of obligation in Christianity and Catholicism to honor this man and what he did. Well, there you go. Here's a story that of a person who did great work, great work, and 
yet we don't celebrate anything to have to do with his work. We celebrate the symbols. And if you look at all of the holidays that we have created, we only celebrate the symbols. Let's start New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, right? The symbolism, resolutions, popping the champagne, toasting in the new year. We celebrate the symbol. We have champagne, a lot of drinks, a lot of parties. We're with a loved one. We celebrate the new year. We make New Year's resolutions. Valentine's Day. It isn't about renewing love. It isn't about remembering that love is important. It's about going on dates, getting your date or your spouse or your partner some box of chocolates, and it's always romancing the woman. You realize that? St. Patty, uh, St. Valentine's Day is mostly about romancing the woman. You never see any commercials about romancing the man. It's about the woman all of a sudden, as if men don't like romance. Well, of course, women are emotional. They love those things. Get them a box of chocolate, dozen roses. Who have gotten a man, their man, a dozen roses on Valentine's Day ever? Very few. So we celebrate the symbols. We don't celebrate the love. We celebrate the symbols. As a matter of fact, people without partners are depressed. And, and I remember this Valentine's Day seeing all the memes and the postings of be compassionate for those who aren't with somebody, who don't have a partner to celebrate St. Valentine's Day. What are you talking about? You have you. You're supposed to be celebrating love, self-love, love in the world, love of others. It does not require a partner. But the holiday was created specifically then to celebrate the symbols. Romance. And we can go on and on and on. Like I said, St. Patrick's Day is about celebrating the green, everybody wears green, the parades, the drinking. Oh, God, everybody wants to know, you know, that the Irish drink a lot, so you've got to drink a lot of beer. The joke about Irish funerals is that everybody has a beer at an Irish funeral, right? All the symbols, instead of the beauty of this man, the beauty of this man who in his own strength, after being enslaved, stood up for values of life, of equality and equal treatment and goes back to a country. Yes, he converted pagans into Christians in order to focus on the Christian values, Jesus's values of love and compassion and caring, not just believing in one God, but it's also what goes along with that, the qualities of God, right? So we went, we don't celebrate that. We don't celebrate that. So, oh, then let's talk about these traditions then. And could it be that we are in very same places that we were hundreds of years ago in the way we treat each other because we lost our meanings? If we forgot who we are, 
If we have forgotten our connection to source, if we have forgotten that we are divine, magnificent beings, of course we're going to forget all the reasons to try to remember who we are. Yes, I know some of the most traditional religions, like Judaism, it's all about traditions. You keep the traditions alive, you keep the religion alive. Really? Well, I happen to be married to a Jewish woman and have celebrated Jewish holidays for the past 48 years. And the interesting thing is I see deeper in the meaning of the holiday than some of the Jewish heritage people do see themselves. Hanukkah isn't a celebration of a candle being lit or oil staying around for eight days in order for them to rebuild the temple. It's about the light within each and every person that they are capable of unbelievable, impossible things because of their caring and love and adoration of a higher force which is the reason why that oil lasted eight days. God didn't give them extra oil. They did. And they forgot that. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Celebration of the new year. And so you eat certain foods during Rosh Hashanah. It's all about sweets and honey so that you assure yourself a sweet new year. Let's go further back in time. Let's go to Passover, one of the first and most important Jewish holidays, to remember that God freed the Jews from Egypt. Is that really what that tradition was kept for? Or was that tradition created to have people remember their direct connection with source, with God, and through that, anything can happen. We're going to continue to talk about these traditions on the other side of the commercial. I'm Vincent Jenna on this glorious St. Patrick's Day, and this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show on Unity Online Radio. Come on back, and we'll catch us a little leprechaun and a crock of gold. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Welcome back, my friends. This is Vincent O'Jenna celebrating this glorious St. Patrick's Day with you. If you are just joining me, we are talking about traditions and the benefit or the detriment of celebrating them the way we celebrate them. And of course, since this is St. Patrick's Day, we are focusing on this holiday. And if you were listening just before we left, I was talking about different 
holidays and traditions and how they become so diluted and changed and altered that we have completely lost the whole reason for celebrating them. Right now, we're just talking about one of the holiest days for the Jewish tradition, which is Passover. And so, you know, of course, always remember God said and told Moses, make sure they remember this day. So they, they put they have a Seder plate with all of the symbols on that. We have a lot of symbols, symbols that are supposed to mean something, symbols that are supposed to mean something. And I do believe that the conservatives and the orthodox Jews celebrated in, in such high reverence. And it gets a little diluted as it goes along down to reformed. I know uh, my family, my wife's family was more reformed Jews. And so we talked about it. And so Seder that night wasn't as, as ritualistic as it used to be, reading the Haggadah and all of the meanings of each of the symbols and why we, we pay attention to those things. And even in the orthodox celebration of it, even if you want to, because there's orthodox Christians too that celebrate the Christian holidays, not on the Roman Judeo calendar, but on the Greek Orthodox calendar, which is basically when, when things actually happened in time. But even when they do it so ritualistically, it's about the ritual again rather than the meaning. Because if they were paying attention to the meaning, they wouldn't be so ritualistic about their lives and their styles. They would not separate themselves from the rest of the world. They would be joining it. They wouldn't have one community of Hasidic or Orthodox Jews or one community of just Protestant Irish Christians or Catholic Irish Christians. They wouldn't have this separation of each other. We'd be having one big giant celebration. Every single one of us would be celebrating every single holiday if we understood the real meaning and why we were inspired, why the God source inside of us said, remember this time, remember this time, at least try to remember this time. Remember that you are one with God. Remember what Moses did. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You want to give me credit for everything? Go ahead. Go ahead. Give me credit for everything. Everything that you've created, give me credit for. Go ahead, give me credit for even the crappy stuff that you've created. Go ahead, I'm here. I'm the sounding board. I'm the dartboard. Throw your darts. Blame me or praise me. Thank me for everything. Something good goes on in your life. Thank me, of course. I always get that. You never once pay attention to who you are. You never once give yourself credit for who you are and what you're creating. You want to keep giving it to me. Well, that served your purpose. You've been praying to me since the beginning of time and look at the hell of where you are today. So it hasn't worked. Do you understand? The only reason why I do these episodes and who I am today as a spiritual teacher is I know we can all advance. I know we can all grow. I know we can all evolve because that's who we are. I have all the belief and faith that we are one with God. We are God. And we are meant to 
evolve also. And we are meant to experience the greatest parts of who we are. But we are not going to do that the way we're doing it today. And somebody has got to tell you that. Somebody has to have a set of kahunas or a big set of Blarney Stone Rocks to tell you, folks, you're doing it wrong. Maybe that should be the name of my show. If you're doing it wrong, let's get it right. Well, actually, I have a television show that will be coming up in September over in the UK, and it's called Wake the Blank Up. Wake the Blank Up. We got to wake up. We got to wake up. We can't ruin these holidays. Today, of all days, today's St. Patrick's Day. What did St. Patrick create for Ireland that was so important and was so good? Yes, freedom. Yes, equality. Yes, Christian values or values altogether. What was the most important thing? He helped to create it. Good fortune. What is the day that we talk about today? Luck, the luck of the Irish. By the way, there is no extra luck of the Irish. I will tell you that right now. Yeah, the luck of the Irish. My cousin was the first responder in a fire department in New York City on the day of 9-11. Most of his unit were Irish firemen. They tend to be drawn into the police work because the families, because the father was there, and so the brother is there, and so the sister is there. And so firemen, police officers, the Irish got very, very involved with So my friends, my my friend, my cousin's team were a lot of Irish firemen. And they got caught in the collapse of the building. So where is the luck of the Irish? It has nothing to do with that. We pasted that on top of it because we pasted the concept of luck with the three-leaf clover. And the myths of the leprechauns. Oh, catch a leprechaun. He's got to give you his crock of gold. And the rainbow. If you can't catch a leprechaun, make sure you get to the other end of the rainbow. As a matter of fact, we believe in this stuff so much, we even created a musical for it. Finian's Rainbow. Go watch it. It's a beautiful story. It's fun. It's joyous. It represents some of our beliefs. But we missed what today is all about. Do you know where that crock of gold is? Go look in the mirror and you'll find your crock of gold. You'll find your lucky leprechaun. You'll find your rainbow. We are all of that. We are all of that. I said at the beginning of this pandemic that we are the coronavirus. We are COVID-19. We're not, we didn't create it. It didn't happen for us, nor did it happen to us. It happened because that's who we've been lately. We've been a virus infecting each other. Yeah, we are. Oh, if anybody is in the Raleigh area, In August, I have the good fortune of being the first speaker at Spiritual Frontiers Fellowship 
they're doing their live event, and I am the first speaker. They asked me to do the first live event again. And they asked me if I would do something on ascension because everybody is so interested in the spiritual and metaphysical realm about ascension. And what that means is us ascending to the fifth dimension, the fifth dimension. You got to join me then because it's going to be fabulous. You'll want to throw a whole bunch of eggs at me. Because I'm going to be doing a lot of bursting of bubbles, ascending to the fifth dimension. We haven't even gotten along in the third dimension. And everybody's ascending. Nobody's ascending. We're not ascending. It has nothing to do with ascending, nor should we be worrying about it or thinking about it. The fifth dimension? Yeah, there's dimensions. Of course there's dimensions. But we are living in the third dimension dimension. You want to ascend to the fifth dimension, you have to be dead. Because it's only your energy that can do that. Now, are you talking about a consciousness shift? Now, that is something completely different. And that's what I'm talking about here. A consciousness shift. A consciousness shift. And here's where the consciousness shift is. Actually, Michael Beckwith uses these four levels of consciousness in his foundational course for science of mind. If anybody ever wants to take a wonderful course, go to a center for spiritual living and take their foundational course. It's beautiful. Even if you have no intentions of becoming a science of mind or center for spiritual living minister or unity minister, you want to take some of those courses because Ernest Holmes um, was beautiful and, and had some beautiful things to say. Not the be-all, end-all, but had some wonderful, beautiful things to say as so many other spiritual leaders. And he talks about, which is out there anyway, the understanding of four conscious levels, consciousness levels that we are meant to evolve to and from. And I've spoken this before, but just in case, I will remind you and what it has to do with St. Patrick's Day today. The first level of consciousness when we first incarnated on the planet and for however long it took was the consciousness level of to me, to me, T-O-M-E, to me, the victimization attitude. So in other words, when we were first here, we thought that everything that was happening, good or bad, was happening to me. Oh, my gosh. That lightning bolt is, is, is set my house on fire because it's happening to me. I'm a victim. I have no control over everything. Why is this happening to me? You hear that today. You can hear the level that I'm talking about. I, I want you to think of the level. Write it down. Write it down. Do yourself a favor. Take a note. And play a game with yourself. And it's more than a game. It's actually a learning experience for you. Go around the world with people that you know already or observe and figure out what level of consciousness they are living in. And right away, you'll know your to-me people, right? Criminals, people that act up, act out, that lash out. They're doing it because they're protecting themselves because you're going to hurt them. Somebody's going to hurt them. That's the attitude of to-me. The poor me syndrome, the pity party syndrome, that's all the attitude of to me. This is all happening to me. This is the worst thing that could ever happen. I actually have relatives 
kids that are in that mode never got out of it. They have the opportunity to, but I don't believe they will. No, because it's how you can get so engrossed in the to me attitude that an entire lifetime, two, three, and four of them maybe, you're stuck in that mode. So the to me attitude is the first level of consciousness, ground level. You can't go lower than that. And then maybe as time goes by and lifetimes go by, you begin to evolve. You start reading some worldly information, some ancient information, however long. Maybe you, you, somebody, you read Plato, you're reading um, Aristotle, Socrates, all, all, you know, some wonderful wisdom. And you switch and you grow to wait. Things aren't happening to me. Things are happening for me. This is happening for me. Again, you can see many people in this life. Even people in our spiritual realm, unity members, metaphysicians, authors, famous authors. I have colleagues, and all you have to do is go on Facebook, and you'll hear exactly with what level they're at, where they believe the pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19, happened for us to give us an opportunity to grow, to give us an opportunity to change. So that's the for us attitude. And understand that we can go from one level to another and switch back. So you can go back and forth and back and forth, depending upon what's going on in life, until you ground yourself deeply in one level. And a lot of people, a lot of people, a majority of people are starting to get the for me attitude. This is happening for me. Lemons are being thrown at me so I can make lemonade. That's the other concept that goes along with that. So now let's say you've been doing a lot of studying and you can switch levels in one lifetime, that's for sure. Those of you, I'm sure you can turn around right now. You're listening to me. You can go back through your lives and go, oh, I know when I was at that level. I know when I felt that I was being victimized, and now I understand that it's for me. Everything is happening for me. But that's only level two. Level three is the understanding of through me, through me. That's a difficult level to understand, actually, because now you switch that this isn't happening for me. It's actually happening through me. I'm a vessel for everything that's happening. I'm a vessel. So God is using me. Right? I am here for God. I don't do the healing work. It's God. It's the energy is working through me to heal. I know a lot of healers who believe that. A lot of healers who believe that. And that is a higher level of consciousness and awareness that that you can be a conduit all the energy and the forces working through you not just for you anymore but actually through you so good happens through you and even bad happens through you and then there's the final level of understanding and consciousness where we're all aiming to understand and that is the concept of as you as you. As you is the hardest because then you have to take on the responsibility that everything you see in life 
is you. Good, bad, or indifferent. And I said this before early on during the pandemic, that the coronavirus is us. It's not happening to us. It's certainly not happening for us. We do not test ourselves and we don't send ourselves lessons. It's not happening through us because no other force is allowing this to happen and using us as the conduit to make it happen. It's happening as us. We're the virus. Whether you're a good person or a bad person, you are part of the virus. I know, that's hard, because we're all on this earth together. The virus is affecting everybody some way or another, either directly through the actual catching of it and having the symptoms, or the fact that your neighbors caught it, or the fact that you have to stay at home, or the fact that you have to wear a mask. It is still happening to you. What difference does it make? It's still happening, excuse me, as you. You are it. What difference does it make if you're the virus or if you're the, the side effects of the virus? It's still you. And why that level is so important is because this is what you have to understand. Our consciousness needs to develop to that level because that is the level of life. Everything is us. There is no two, there is no four, there is no through. There's only one level of existence the moment God created us, and that is as us. That is what's meant by God is everything. We want to keep saying God is everything. God is everything. God is the trees. God is the planet. God is the universe. Well, guess what? If we were created in its image and the way we were created is by God dividing itself into us, then doesn't it stand to reason that we are just as much everything as God is? The difference is God is not directing everything. God is not directing everything we are. We are directing God. Oh, get that. Oh, man. Oh, oh, was that pious? Ooh, ooh. Sacrilegious. Vince, did you just say we are controlling God? And I will say absolutely. Absolutely, because God gave us the power to control our power. And our power is God because everything is God and everything is us. Therefore, if we create a coronavirus, we are using God to create it. Right? So how does this connect to St. Patrick's Day? Because we are everything we are celebrating. We are. We are the good fortune. We are the shamrock. We are the green, which, by the way, represents the fourth spiritual center, which is the heart chakra, which is about love, which is the reason why St. Patrick went into Ireland to free the slaves and to baptize and convert pagans into love. Love, love of everybody, love of life, love of the force that we are connected to, love of ourselves, and the ability to create our own good fortune. We are the holiday. We are Rosh Hashanah. We are the ability to be free. We are the ability to respect human life. That's who we 
we are, not what we can do. It's who we are. We are on this planet to experience who we are. Therefore, everything about it, everything good, everything bad, every storm, every tornado. I'm in the Raleigh area right now, and we have got warnings that this horrible storm is coming in with tornadoes and everything. We have had more storms than anything else. And isn't this funny? Even in our world of the pandemic, where everybody's supposed to be getting the vaccinations, what's happening? Everybody's letting down the rules. Everybody has forgotten all the people that have died, and they've taken off their mask, and they're partying together again. When are we going to learn? We are them, too. So don't sit there and look at your faulty brother and sister and say they've got problems because we are the problem. Yes, we are. And God said, Cain, where is your brother? And Cain responded back with the question, am I my brother's keeper? The unanswered question was, yes, you are. Here's a secret for everyone which I will be discussing August at my Spiritual Frontiers Fellowship meeting. Can any individual ascend to a higher level without your brother or sister? Now, don't confuse higher understanding, higher behavioral choices. That's different than ascending to a higher vibrational force. And the answer to that question is no. And until we learn that, we can only get so far in this life. We had examples as to how high we can go, but we were never told that we would get there alone. Never once were we told that. Because it in this life, the purpose of it, the reason for being on this planet is to learn the importance of ourselves and our relationship with each other. That is the importance, not just of who you are. We didn't need this life here with everybody. It's with everybody that we created the karma. It's with everybody that we originally destroyed it back in Atlantis. It's with everybody that we're going through the pandemic with now. Do you understand? When something bad happens and it happens globally, that's supposed to be a clue. And only enlightened people will get it. Yes. You got to wake up to your own enlightenment and understand, wait a minute. Now, if why am I being caught up in this worldly pandemic if I'm capable of creating my own life? Well, you are to a certain extent. But if you want to get to the highest level that you're meant to get to, you must take your brother and sister with you. Will we ever get to God without all of us? No. Ooh, my dog barked on that one because he knows. He heard me, right? That's Finley. 
Finley. Oh, such an Irish name for a dog. Yes, okay, this is a heavy message today, but it's to remind you how grand and glorious you are and that the reason why, why did they march to the bar together? Why couldn't they stay home, make their own green beer and celebrate by themselves? Because we know inside of us, it doesn't matter to do it alone, to get to the mountain and the top of it alone, to have a party alone. Every single celebration requires others, family, friends, gatherings. Every single one of them did. There is not one celebration that says, do this in the bathroom by yourself. No. It requires others. Otherwise, it's not a celebration anymore. And when there's not others around, that's why we become so depressed. That's why on St. Valentine's Day, single people become depressed, but there's others around to celebrate it with love. Thank you for joining me today on this wonderful St. Patrick's Day. Remember what it is. Remember the good fortune that you are. Remember the love in your heart. Remember what it is you're supposed to be celebrating about yourself and your brother and your sister. And go and have some fun knowing that the fun you are experiencing is because you're experiencing it with each other. Love each other. This is Vincent Jenna. Join me next week on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Bye-bye for now. Have a fabulous week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.